everybody. Welcome to another episode of Screen Peeking, weekly podcast where Zig and I get together to talk about video games and everything video game related. Uh, today, we are just going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Firstly, though, <laughs> our game club game from last week. Uh, Ziggy gave me the game called uh, named Thumper to try out. I gave Ziggy, what was it? Uh, Death's Gambit, I think. Yeah, right? Death's Gambit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, so we had a week to try that. The, our games out and uh, we have some impressions on that we're also going to give our top five horror games uh and you know a little bit of about each one and what we like about it so that's going to be a decent segment i think um a a bunch of other news that i i think is worth touching on as well so as always Zicky, how have you been this last week uh i've been good it's been a nice week um playing some games actually i played this game yesterday i want to talk about uh, I don't know if you want to do that now before we go into like gameplay games and stuff. Hey, salt. Um, yeah, go for it. If you want to. All right, I'm just so, wondering what you've been up to. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this YouTube channel I follow called uh, Alpha Beta Gamer, which I like because it's just um, it just shows off like weird small games, and I haven't heard of like any of this stuff in that channel. And um, like if you follow my Twitch or something, you know that's like kind of, that's something I love is weird shit I've never heard of. <laughs> um, and there's this game on there called uh, Paper Beast that I saw and watched, like, maybe a minute of the gameplay. I was like, fuck, okay, I'm, I gotta stop watching. I just want to play this. Like, <laughs> I was just instantly hooked. And when I watched it, and also the first thing I thought was, like, this looks super cool. This would be so cool in VR. And then, sure enough, there is a VR version that released, like, before the flat-screen version, which just released recently. Um, and so I immediately went out, bought it, and jumped in, and it is so cool. It is just so, so incredible. It's, like, it's a difficult game to explain it's sort of it's a puzzle game that's sort of like it's very simulation heavy so a lot of the puzzles rely on like really weirdly good and detailed like sand simulation and water simulation which also real-time water simulation in a game is insanely impressive like Mm -hmm. i don't think i've ever actually seen that done in a game before which is interesting like that was um remember when you hear like about the development of portal 2 and stuff that's one of the things that they talked about being really hard was like getting liquid to work but they it's like flawless in here it looks great um but that's all just like nothing compared to like the the animals in it which are all just like these really creative sort of like paper beasts um like it starts out there's this huge sort of like skeletal thing that's like standing over you and it walks away and it like kind of like bends down and like looks at you in the face which like when you have vr goggles on it's like whoa it feels so like (laughs) like they they just capture the feeling of being like around wild animals really really well like you know there's that sort of thing where you see something cool when you're at like the zoo or something or or in like a petting zoo i guess where Mm -hmm. like you want to touch it and interact with it because it's cool but then it like kind of walks towards you like oh and like back you like it's cool but you like also want to keep your distance you're like a little freaked out but still like intrigued and do that so well it was it was just such an experience it was it's definitely one of those like kind of capital a like art games but i thought it i i just thought it was really cool it's one of those rare vr games where even after the oculus quest like horrible comfort level started really like it was digging in i had this like awful headache from the headset but i just kept playing because it was so <laughs> cool and i was so immersed and like took the headset off it was like 1 a.m or something i had no idea how much time had passed it's like oh it's like this is the real <laughs> world this is crazy um but it was awesome if you have a if you have a vr headset i totally recommend it if, if you have a flat screen i feel like it would it would translate fine i just think it 
the experience is so much better in VR because it is so like personal and up close and actually being in that environment is just so cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like $20 on Steam. I think $15 for the flat screen version. But if you buy the if you buy one version, you get the other. So, um, yeah, definitely yes. would recommend. It's so hard to find a good, maybe not so hard, but I find I find it's hard to find a VR game that can really suck me in. You know, where you're like, holy mm-hmm. cow, mm-hmm. like this is this is amazing. I I, I don't, yeah. don't want to take my headset off. Usually, I find there's little five minute, ten minute like first activities that are fun to do in VR. Mm-hmm. That's about it. So that's cool. Uh, Anyways. Game Club. <laughs> well, I, I've been playing a bunch of Yakuza Kiwami 2, actually, lately, Ooh, this nice. week, just so you know. Uh, Did you I've beat been... Kiwami 1? Nope. Oh. <laughs> I, played about, <laughs> on. I played about eight hours of it, and then I was like, okay, okay I'm just gonna, like, I'm enjoying the, uh, the combat. I kind of understand the game, and now it's just progression. And so mm-hmm. then I wanted to jump into 2, cause I, and I don't plan on playing through all of uh, 2 either. I plan on mm-hmm. playing... Uh, uh, like a dragon when it comes out in November, and so I mm-hmm. plan on actually doing that one very slow, watching all the cutscenes and reading all the text and taking it in. Have you been skipping cutscenes? Uh, yeah, I have. I've, I've skipped a few. Yeah, oh, I've been shame. That's like Whoa. all the fun of Yakuza. The cutscenes are like what makes those games. It's yeah, like... no, totally. I That's, I was yeah. watching all of them for the for the first game, and then I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I understand. And then I watched a bit at the beginning of the second one to kind of see where it's taking place and how much later and kind of mm-hmm. what's going on. But then after that, I was like, I just want to see what the gameplay is like because I really want to just be able to really understand what the gameplay was like um, in both uh, in mm-hmm. Kwame one and two. Uh, compared to when I get to play like a dragon, because I know that it goes to a turn-based uh, mm-hmm. fighting style. That makes sense. Okay. So that was kind of the main reason I'm playing these games right now. But I was totally into the story in the first one, or in Kwame okay. 1. I was like actually really into it, but I was like, I'm not going to play through the whole thing. I'm not going to do all 15, 16 chapters. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for all these. So I really wanted to get like, okay, how's the combat? And I'll tell you right now, Kwame 1, I like that combat much better than 2. I'm actually mm, really, yeah. I really like the different fight styles. Like you go from like dragon to brawler to, uh, oh, what's my favorite one? It's it's like a yellow. Oh, I the, can't remember. He like holds his arms. Mode? Yeah, it's yeah. beast. That's what it is. I'm like, I can, mm-hmm. I love that. There's just a beast mode, and you just like you tear everyone apart. I just love it. And it's man, fun, yeah. I miss it so much. Just playing the second one. I'm like, man, I wish I could just go into this mode every time. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's I've I've been playing that a lot lately, just to get a good base and so i can have some co- like comparison when i play like a droid like mm-hmm. a dragon later that makes sense yeah that makes total sense and it's interesting yeah when you see gameplay for like a dragon how it does incorporate elements from like classic yakuza gameplay into a turn-based style where there's sort of like because you know there's like the heat actions where you'll get them like their stance broken or whatever and then you mm-hmm. press um triangle or y and then you like do something cool so if you're like next to a wall you like slam their head into a wall and then they'll do that or like they get yeah, crazy so if, yeah, if they're they... like by another enemy next to a traffic cone with, like these super hyper specific things you'll do some hyper specific action and it's the it's heat fun actions cool. are and awesome like, <laughs> yeah and i like that they're sort of integrating like a similar contextual system into like a dragon cuz that was like my favorite part of that combat personally is like getting someone next to a wall and just doing like these <laughs> like just these brutal things and 
I, that's always one of the things I find so goofy about Yakuza 2 is the way they're like, Kiryu would, like, Kiryu would never kill anybody. Like, he's a good man. He, like, has a perfect <laughs> record. And then you in mid-combat, he just, like, will fucking pummel a man's head or, like, literally shoot somebody in the chest. Or and they're t- like, nope, stab him with a knife ne- and then knead the knife <laughs> further into their gut. <laughs> he's never killed anybody, though. He's a good man. It's so It's so goofy. I love it. Yeah, I actually, I, I just have to because this is a new uh, heat action I just experienced today. Was uh, I was mm-hmm. on this bridge and there's it's there's like water running under the bridge and little little ferry boats or whatever going by or like little mm-hmm. boats and they've got these like wooden pieces sticking out the front of them and I did a heat action on the bridge with these guys that just attacked me and so my guy he picks them up tosses them over the <laughs> edge of the of the bridge and he lands and his nuts just land right on the end of this <laughs> long piece of wood sticking out from the boat and the guy like screams and you just see for some weird reason liquid <laughs> is pouring out of his mouth <laughs> like pouring down on the ground while his mouth's like sitting open i'm like why why does he have so much drool from that like i don't know i just thought it was super funny and uh so yeah that was my experience today <laughs> but let's get into <laughs> so uh, our game club games so all right last week i gave you death gambit death's gambit i think uh mm-hmm. did you get to try it out yeah so i got to I beat the first boss, like the Owl King, I think, and then stopped there. Um, so for me, I didn't love it, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. Yeah. I think part of that, it's it's just not my genre. And part of it, I also had some pretty bad technical issues with the game while trying oh. to play it. The audio was super bugged for me. The audio was terrible. And I ended up restarting the game and actually fixed it. But for a while, I thought that was just the game because it was um, basically... It played the menu music the whole time. It didn't stop playing. And, oh, no. And it wasn't until eventually I realized that there's three music tracks layered on top of each other during the boss fight. I'm like, okay, something's, something's fucked up. Like, <laughs> this, this can't be right. Um, because I was, like, in the middle of a boss fight, I still had that sort of, like, peaceful but, like, kind of swelling orchestral sound. And I was like, this is a weird choice for soundtrack but okay like i I remember nick really liked it like i don't know if this is what it's supposed to be and then yeah and then sure enough it it was just bugged and messed up um and then when i restarted it it was fine um but yeah i mean there's just some things i the the animation in it i didn't love you said that like it um like yeah i think you said that the animation was like rough but it still got like the point across Ugh, the point across um and i i would agree to some degree i think like the horse animation looked really rough i i think overall it did just kind of show its budget i suppose and not in a bad way like it's hard to fault the game for that um but i think those just those small things when it's already in a style of game that i am not like super super into just mm-hmm. sort of wore me down a bit and i wasn't really eager to keep playing Compared to something like Sekiro, which I did enjoy, it just, like, kind of beat me down a little bit harder than I was wanting, you know? Um, right. But I, I guess, like, and and, and it's, I'd like, I don't know. I, I won't even go there. I was going to compare it to Sekiro, but it, they're just such different games <laughs> as far as, like, yeah. it, it's hard to compare, like, a really small 2D, like, indie game to something that's from a massive AAA studio, so I, I, I won't, but... But yeah, it, it, I think a lot of it is just my personal preference. I, I mean, as 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 I've said before, it's not my genre, but but it is interesting. Like I, 
I liked the its death system a lot, where instead of just completely, like... Like, there wasn't a lot of really permanent effects for dying, I guess, but you did have to go back and regain, like, your healing item, um, which I thought was a cool way of doing it. Because you have, like, the feathers, I forget what they're called, um, and then when yeah. you die, you drop it where you go, and so you have to, like, run back and get it, um, which didn't feel as punishing as some other games. Like, Sekiro, you, like, lose money, and then you'll be just completely drained if you're stuck <laughs> in a section. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually really liked that system because it was punishing without feeling just, like kind of unfair in a way but um yeah i don't know there's some things like the controls just felt didn't feel quite tight for me and and i think a lot of that um is like i said before i like really really tight and responsive controls not so much the sort of like press and then wait for the animation to end like that sort of timing focus thing so for me it didn't feel quite as good I, th I think a lot of it's just preference, but yeah, um, and we knew that. <laughs> I also, I also don't want to just shit on the game. So, um, some positives. I, I, after the music was fixed, I, I actually really liked it. Like the boss fight music for the Owl King, I thought was cool. I like that sort of like mellow, just um, like when you're walking around. I like that it wasn't like super intense. It was, there was like some more mellow tracks in there. Um, the art when. It, the like the pixel art itself I thought was really nice. I just didn't love the way that it was animated, but like mm -hmm. the the design of like the bosses and the like the horse thing you ride I thought looked super cool. Um I thought like the whatever that the like lizard guy that talked to you occasionally where you'd be like sitting on a rock. I thought he was cool. Um and and there was like the story did kind of have an interesting hook. I liked how mysterious it was and stuff. I think it was just like so some of the rough edges just I didn't feel super motivated to keep going mm -hmm. yeah i know and i yeah well i was suggesting this one to you i knew that you're not mm -hmm. like super into necessarily that type of game the the soul <laughs> series of games and uh, i knew it was very combat focused and <laughs> and very much yeah, like yeah one boss after another but i wanted to kind of throw that at you as a game that push out you out of your norm yeah and honestly <laughs> so i appreciate it, it. it yeah it, it was it was a good one and I, and it's totally fine that if you don't if you didn't <laughs> like it that's totally fine right but yeah, uh yeah uh did you, i have to ask did you happen to try killing the guy at the very beginning with the axe i think he has and he's he's the one who i think throws you in the pile of people if i'm like the, the, right. the it's like right guy? where you first like get up yeah and i did not try to and kill he's him, on the no. left Oh, that was the first thing I did when I played. <laughs> yeah, you can, I, you can kill him I and get an item. Accidentally, <laughs> I think I accidentally killed like a shopkeeper or something because <laughs> yeah, there I was like stuff. there was some like hut, like kind of hunched over looking dude, and I saw him. I just thought he's an enemy, so I just made like and killed him. And then and then he was like, "Oh, he had like some dialogue," and then he died. I was like, "Wait, was that not just an enemy? What the fuck?" <laughs> and then it's like, "Okay, I hope I don't regret that later." It kept going. The, the lizard guy, or a lizard guy, I don't know if they're all the same. I did kill one of them, though. He was, like, sitting on a ledge in sort of the, like, encampment area. Um, and then yeah, I Yeah, that's just a nice him. NPC. <laughs> yeah, really. That's not the one that <laughs> captured you at he the He didn't beginning. even fight back. I, I didn't even fight back. I just attacked him, and then he died. I was like, oh, I feel kind of bad now. He was just sitting there, but I wanted to see what would happen. Because, played... yeah, you told me that, and then I wanted to kill the NPCs, but yeah. Yeah. Have you played Dark Souls 1, 2, or 3? I have not, no. Yeah, those ones you can kill the NPCs as well, <laughs> and it'll just mess. It'll just fuck you over later if you want certain <laughs> items or certain. Just usually they're like shopkeepers, or they will have their own quest throughout uh, that mm -hmm. you'll meet them throughout the games, and then 
mm-hmm. and then you'll eventually get an item or something special from them. <laughs> Anyways, I was like, that's something I really like about those types of games, and uh, Death's Gambit does that really well, where you have like uh, your main hub that you go back to, new characters come back, you're just progressing through a world that is all intertwined. You will eventually find your way back. You'll find shortcuts and ways to get to mm-hmm. a further away area quicker. It's not always just on your horse, for example. And then mm-hmm. it'll be like really, it's something that uh, for me, it was a game that I picked up on Game Pass when I had nothing else to play and I knew nothing about mm-hmm. it. And I and it was one of those games that just blows you away. And you're <laughs> like, holy cow, how have I not heard about this? How do How is nobody yeah, talking yeah. about this? I... When I played it, I was like, this brings me right back to Dark Souls 1. This is exactly what I love about Dark Souls 1, just going through to new areas, fighting new enemies that I don't know what they're going to do at first, learning their moves, learning how to kill them quickly, and then mm-hmm. having your checkpoints and kind of getting through and fighting bosses, upgrading your character, etc., etc. <laughs> Rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I agree with you on the animations, sense. though. That was That is one of the rough stuff, or rough sides of it, for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I think no. yeah, and I think that's all just budget. Like it's it's hard to really fault the game for that when you can tell it is just like a, a smaller team with a tighter budget than something like a Dark Souls or even yeah. like a lot of other two D games. Um, but yeah, so it, it's not really something I fault the game for necessarily, mm-hmm. especially since like you said, the combat works. Like it, um, like it doesn't feel as tight as something like Katana Zero, just because I mean that game is also like brilliantly animated, but. Um, but it, 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 it lacks some of that, like, style in its combat, I guess, just because I think the animations are a little bit more, um, utilitarian, I think is the word I'm looking for. Like, like, it does what it needs to do, it shows what it needs to without, like, a ton of flair. And I think, and I think that's fine. Like, like I said, that's just sort Mm -hmm. of, like... Yeah, I, think I, the, I feel like I, I feel like said the same thing over and over like sixteen times, but I feel like the combat's perfect. I feel like uh, the base, the the core game is actually really solid. I feel like mm-hmm. um, I I know you keep comparing it to Katana Zero. I feel like it was just as responsive. It just wasn't what they don't. They're not looking for a, a millisecond swing, you know. <laughs> so it's <laughs> just different. It think... is it is that learning like it's not the same game. So it's a different type of game where you hit the hit the button and there is a period of time with that swing right and then you have mm-hmm. to learn that for different weapons so for for me i think what might have been messing me up i chose oh, i forget the name of the class but it's the guy that uses like daggers essentially okay. um and the daggers move fast like it's it's not like a broadsword where it's like for a swing yeah. like it 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 the actual animation speed is very similar to something like katana zero but the issue is is it isn't as responsive because it's still timing focused. It's just that timing is really short. So because it, I think I kind of messed myself up with that because like since it felt similar to something that I'm used to in that like really fast, like millisecond response time, but like it, it wasn't quite there. I think it just felt sort of like weird and loose to me. Whereas if I went with like mm-hmm. a broadsword, I think it would have felt fine just because it, um, it wasn't like messing with my head quite as much like with that similarity well that's interesting because yeah i didn't even try the daggers so that is a blind spot mm-hmm. for me and i i just know for the huge ass sword what what that was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i could i could totally see that feeling better yeah but yeah um is, do you have anything else to say about about death's gambit <laughs> i think that's about it yeah cool well for me i had a uh, thumper and uh mm-hmm. Yeah, this week I think was uh, about the same for both of us. Just didn't quite hit me in the 
places I wanted it to. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. The mu music is my biggest compliment I can give it. Uh, or like the, mm -hmm. the music was great. Uh, I was getting into it. I was starting to like nod my head to to the beats, and I was like, you know what? I can get into this. Played it for, mm -hmm. I think it, it was between one and two hours. So I gave it a, mm -hmm. a solid try. I got through the first How many, two like, levels. Stages? Like I got okay. through the first okay. two levels of where you clear all the different stages in each level, mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I got through two levels, and uh, I liked the new like all the different kinds of. Um, mechanics they would introduce where you have to like hold forward on the control stick then press a to the, mm -hmm. at the right time to be able to leap over these spikes and then when there's sharp curves left or right you have to hold a and then pull the left this control stick to the left or the right and you're just doing it mm -hmm. in rhythm with the music and it just it felt good i like it i liked it a lot but I, it's not a game i'm ever going to go back to um That's fair. there yeah. was one thing and i wish and i was trying for this whole week i was trying to place the sound <laughs> but there's a sound effect that they use when you, you your shell breaks off of your little bug car thing <laughs> that you're driving uh -huh. around and then you get your when you get the i don't i'll just say when you get your health back for the sake of it when you get your shell back you it makes a sound effect that i can't place it but i've heard it before it's it sounds every time i heard it i'm I like man mean. it's I th from I think something that else is like yeah i think that might be a uh or not stock sound effect but like a, a sound effect that is not original um because i know i know that like i can't mimic it i, I know exactly what you're <laughs> i was going about, to though. too like i've i've <laughs> I, I i thought about it but i didn't I, I know what you mean I, I i have heard that elsewhere yeah yeah it, um I, i've kept thinking it was a dark souls thing but i don't know like it's i i've heard it in like several places I yeah it, it was a sound effect that kept throwing me off every time i heard it <laughs> not in a bad way but just in like a <laughs> yeah. what <laughs> why am i hearing this <laughs> yeah, in the middle no. of this song or this this music same, you know like half-life 2 uses a lot of like stock sound effects like with doors and explosions and stuff and same thing like i always hear it in like movies and stuff and it <laughs> throws me off every time so i'm like oh that's a door sound effect oh three or whatever right. like it's um it's just it's just weird hearing the same sound effects several times. Um, the one thing I'll say, and I, don't, I always feel stupid saying this, to like you just gotta play two hundred hours, then it gets good. It, but like the later levels of that game is definitely when it really shines because the like the first few are good. Like I I think that it's tightest responsive. The mechanics are fun, but when it starts really layering on like a ton of different mechanics and it gets hard, like it gets really hard and mm -hmm. it's really pushing you to your limits. That's when I found it like it really, really shined and become and became like one of my favorite rhythm games. Um, but and, and I'm not telling you to keep going because if it's not clicking, it's not clicking. If it's not clicking now, I don't think it will magically become amazing for you later. But um, like the first, I think it's around level five that it gets really good. And because basically once all the mechanics are introduced, and it just starts doing really crazy things with it. And it gets, like, these really weird syncopated rhythms <clears throat> that don't make, like, are hard to, like, physically adjust your brain to. Because they're not 4-4 four, four all the time. Like, it's not just, like, a straight 4-4 four, four rhythm. It's, like, weird 6-8, like, syncopated. It, it's, it is weird to, like, get. But when you get it, it feels so good. And then the last <laughs> level has this weird, like, it changes the tempo a lot. It it's It's really cool if you are into rhythm games. 
Um, but if, if I know that's not a super thing, but I just thought it'd be same, same with my game. That'd be fun to expand your horizons a bit. Yeah. Well, and I did have a good time with it. Uh, it's just mm -hmm. one of those ones I think that it won't be more important than any other game I have <laughs> yeah, yeah. right now. No, that's fair. But yeah, it yeah. was, it was a good time. I, uh, it, it wasn't as responsive as Katana Zero though. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, um, no, I had to. Uh, but no, I actually like. I felt like the controls were perfect. They actually were. Uh, and mm -hmm. I, when I messed up, I knew I messed up. You know, and mm -hmm. I just liked yeah, trying yeah. to get used to it. I think it was fun that there's boss fights. I don't think it needed to have it, but I thought it was mm -hmm. neat. <laughs> it was like uh, yeah. there's a oh, it's considered a boss fight. I'm doing the same thing as I was doing before. But now yeah. every now and then you you can take a breath and watch a little energy trickle go down the pathway up to the boss and hit him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh yeah. That's uh that's our our take on our game club games for this week. Um we want to jump right into uh what game we're doing next week. Or uh for yeah, this coming for, week. Yeah. So we talked a little bit all before the show started and we've come to the conclusion we're gonna play some Alan Wake. We've both played a bit. I, I've played less, I think, right? I've just played, in mm -hmm. my opinion, I've only played the first couple hours of the game years and years ago. So it's almost a new game to me. I think I, think, how I much have you played? played the first few hours. Yeah. Okay. It, but again, it was years and years ago. It's hard to remember. Yeah. Um, I, I barely remember this game. I remember liking it and mm -hmm. not like getting super, super into it. Hence why I didn't finish it. But I also Same. think like that was years ago and my taste has changed and expanded a lot since then. Like partly just because I've played more horror games and more horror games of that style. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I, I don't know. I'm interested to go back and see, but yeah, it's it, same, same for me. It's pretty much a new game. Like I remember the basic premise and like one specific scene, but other than that, I, it's, it's, I got nothing. Yeah, like all I remember is uh, you play as a guy, and you shine flashlights on shadows. Yeah, and yeah, that so was, I remember that's you, about like, it. Flashlights. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm I'm really looking forward to having a new game and coming together next week and talking about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, let's get some horror games. Let's get spooky. Yes, let's. Let me just uh, let me just pull mine up here for a second. Uh, do you want to go <laughs> first, actually? And, uh, talk about your number one because i think we'll alternate right we'll go you'll give yeah. your number one i'll, I'll, I'll talk about my mine. number five so oh, lowest, yeah. like bottom of the list to top of the list yeah this is why you're the smart um, one <laughs> um so my number five is okay so <laughs> a couple ones on this list i feel like aren't strictly horror games but either they're spooky or very scary um this one is spooky so it's oxen free which is definitely not the scariest game I've played, but it, I think, is pretty damn brilliant the way it's written and designed. Um, if you... Have you played Oxenfree? Oh. Um, do you... Have you... Do you know what it is? No. <laughs> okay. It's, it's on Game Pass if you want to play it, by the way. I think this is the only one on this list that is. Um, but it's basically... Yeah, it's like a 2D sort of narrative adventure game. Um that focuses a lot on, like, ghosts and radios. And it's sort of, like, it starts out as campy, like, teenagers, like, going to party on an island, and there's ghosts, and it gets all kind of wacky from there. But one of the things that I found really, really striking about this game, and the, the other studio's game, too, um, I forget what it's called, uh, but is the way that they write teenagers is actually really good, which 
is hmm. like really rare in games. Like, <clears throat> or in if anything. you played in anything, yeah. Like if you played Life is Strange, I love that game, but God, the dialogue in that is cringy sometimes. Yeah. And but they, it was written in a way that just actually felt real and like genuine to like the era and the characters and stuff. And I, I just really, really love it. It's, um, it's weird, definitely. But it's and also yeah, it's got some spooks. I it, it's it's more spooky than scary, I guess. Right. Um, like it's got ghosts. It's got these cool like radio things. Um, it has to, it it definitely also isn't just um like dialogue. It I think the dialogue system's really neat. That's kind of like my favorite part. But it also has some really cool puzzles in it. Um, and yeah, I would I would recommend it. I don't know how much more I have to say about it. Well, uh, it's what, been, what makes it's this, been a while since I played it. What makes this game your number one over anything else? Um, well, it's it's uh the, bot number five, so on the bottom. Oh, right. Of my Sorry, list. Well, I, I yeah. keep thinking that. <laughs> well, Nick, you're <laughs> wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's 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 above a lot of other horror games I've played, just because I feel like it actually had some meaning to it, rather than like. Mm -hmm. Some of my favorites, or not favorites, but just other horror games I've played, I think just focus... At least one of my main complaints in horror as a genre is a lot of the time it just focuses so hard on being scary that it forgets to, like, tell a compelling story and have interesting characters and have, like, an actual theme. Mm -hmm. And I think this game does a good job with all of that while still being spooky and scary and fun also. Like, it, its characters are genuinely likable. It's got some really cool moments. Um, and... I think all the games on this list kind of fall into that category, with the exception of maybe one, but of just, like, focusing less on straight horror than just, like, actually telling a really compelling narrative. Right. Um, but, yeah. What about you? Number five. Oh, I had a tie here, but I'm not going to say a tie. <laughs> so I'm going to give my number five spot to The Forest. Ooh. That game... I actually uh, played through and beat this year and um, I bought oh. it on early access years ago <laughs> and mm. that game is scary and so much mm. fun if you like games kind of like Minecraft or anything where you're building your own uh, settlement or your own structures you can basically put down a little it looks like a hologram right like a little uh, ghost version like see-through version of what you're going to build and then you can grab materials like logs and sticks and you can see them actually getting put into the structure that you're putting down and building say a mm -hmm. wall and then add another wall some floor build yourself a cabin you're basically a guy who's crash landed from a plane on a on a desert island and basically um or it's like a big like forested island thing in the middle of nowhere and your son gets taken away a by forest. some native who lives there and there's just tons of these cannibals that are basically trying to murder you at night and they will sometimes not even attack it's scary man when yeah, it gets that's, dark that's the part that weighs me out when i watch that yeah like you, the, the you... way they just sort of like like i haven't played it but i've definitely seen some but the way that the enemies in that game yeah they don't like they just seem intelligent like they, yeah. So what they'll do? They don't just like rush you and attack you. They just like look at you, and it's weird. Yeah. So then it'll get dark, and you're maybe like just chopping down some trees, trying to make yourself a little shelter because you're worried that mm -hmm. maybe there will be cannibals that come, right, or something. You build yourself oh. a little shelter, and as you're chopping down trees, you suddenly realize, oh wow, it's actually really dark. I gotta start heading back. Mm -hmm. And maybe as you're walking <clears throat> back through the woods with your logs, you see some light flickering across some trees maybe in between trees and you're going what's that and then you realize it's little flames on like a little 
stick structure tied to the back of a cannibal guy who's like this dude just standing there naked just watching you from the trees and casting shadows mm. that are all flickering and weird yes. and creepy and they're just standing there watching you and then you go to run over to them because maybe you're feeling brave in the moment you're like okay i'm gonna take you on like you're gonna die you start running at him and then he turns and just books it and then lights are mm -hmm. gone and you're going okay i'm back in the darkness where the heck am i then maybe you hear a yeah, scream yeah. and this naked woman cannibal comes flying out from behind you and starts beating on you and you, the other ones come flying off to the side and it's just scary and then you're just running for That's your life trying to get away yeah. you jump in the water get hypothermia and then you're like i don't know what i'm gonna do <laughs> like these guys are just standing there mm -hmm. on the shore waiting for me to come back so it like that kind of stuff if like... that explains the situation it's a very mm -hmm. scary game and there's a whole underground system with caves that connect oh, to the whole cool. island the caves are terrifying because you literally just have a little lighter that's your only source of infinite light but it only casts maybe a two feet radius around you and then other than that mm. if you want to have a torch or anything else it's either going to take batteries or have a limited source and then it will burn out mm. and it's scary because there's mutants down there that are like you something you've never seen before multiple limbs and very like quite a few <laughs> scary situations to run into and if you're not equipped properly you will get stuck down there and die so mm -hmm. yeah it's a great game yeah big what you're talking about with like the way that the animals are just like run away sometimes i feel like that's the scariest shit in games is when or in anything really when something you're scared of like runs away like when there's a spider on your wall and you try to get it like and it like <laughs> runs into a pile of something you're like oh shit like that's always when i get freaked out is like not when it's there but when i don't know where it is and it yeah, can crawl exactly. out at any moment like that is terrifying um 100%. that's super cool yeah yeah the uh just the fact that i feel like just they've just done a lot of great things with that game there is a sequel announced don't know anything about when it's coming out or mm -hmm. anything else but i'm mm -hmm. very excited to play that because they do have co-op in it um i got a person uh, at work to actually buy the game and play through co-op with me and we played through the whole game and we beat it together it's just just a fun time you're running around there oh no there's someone over here <laughs> hurry set up the traps you maybe like build a spike trap on the ground that will spring up and like run like skewer the uh the cannibal as they run over and yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's so great i just love the i love that game that's so it's such a fun game and uh, there's a huge mystery to it if you're into story there's clues all over the island of like people who've been there before what they're doing there and the ending has you make a moral choice there's two endings to the game. so that's cool that's all i have to say yeah yeah that's been one of those games that's been like on my radar for a long time as something i want to try out but just like haven't had the motivation to actually <laughs> jump and do you know yeah. but yeah no i the you talking about that i i am more motivated to play it now so who knows maybe i will i'll play it with you if you ever want that's not a bad idea actually playing that in co-op sounds fun anyway so uh number my two. number four or oh, four I, damn it <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna um, be the whole time <laughs> um i was debating whether or not i want to put this on the list i've gotten flack for this opinion before um but my number four is doki doki literature club which is a game that has a very specific reputation especially <laughs> with the people who like it because it is like or at least the way it appears is very like anime robot romance visual novel and it sort of leans into that, but that's all sort of a backdrop for what I think is just really, really, really smartly written horror. And, um, like, making a scary visual novel, I think, is not easy. Like, it's really, really hard to make something in that limited of a medium scary, but 
the developers like use that medium to such an interesting way where like the 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 most obvious thing is in in something like that like you have total control over everything happening right like you always are pressing space bar to go to next and there's like one or two hours where it is just kind of a visual novel and that's i played that at first and i was like this is boring and then stopped and then came back like months later and played the rest of it in like one sitting way late at night with and just scared the piss out of me <laughs> um and because it does this really interesting thing where it sort of like gets you into this zone for hours and hours and hours of just playing a really like straight down the middle kind of boring kind of shitty visual novel <laughs> with like kind of annoying characters that you don't really like but weirdly a lot of the fan base loves and I don't get it because they're not really supposed to be good like they're supposed to be just dumb anime tropes and I think that's where a lot of its bad reputation comes is because it does lean really hard into bad and annoying anime tropes but only really so that it can subvert them later on. And I think that that's what makes it interesting to me. Like, it does that thing, yeah, where you get in that zone and then it breaks that control from you in, in subtle ways. Like, even if that just means skipping the text for you and you're like, ah, like, why'd that happen? I don't like that. And, like, those, oh. those really, like, subtle things it does or, like, it's always static images, but then one of them might move even if they, like, just turn their head or something really simple. Like, oh. things that aren't, like, even scary out of context just feels so unnerving and weird because of the context it's put in and like the medium it's in and then and then when things go totally off the rails and like um if you haven't played it i won't spoil it but i feel like most people either have played it or have had it spoiled but like it does some really cool things with like meta narratives that involve like looking through the files on your computer to do stuff like actually looking within the game files and there's Ooh. like lore in those game files and stuff it's it's interesting it does some really cool things um and you really using yeah like it uses its medium in such a cool way to tell a story and an experience that couldn't be told outside of that medium and it's also like one of the scariest games i've played which <laughs> i would never think that i would say about a visual novel because it's it's just text and images. Like, it's hard. And not even very well-written text and images. It's just, like, <laughs> really, really well-designed text and images, if that makes sense. And I honestly hope that the developer of this game um, moves on and makes something that isn't a visual novel and isn't dumb anime tropes, because I think it would, A, just be received better, and B, I think it would it would just be better. Like, I think you could do some... Like, with with how well they seem to have figured out horror and what makes things scary, I really want to see them do something totally different, like an actual, like, 3D horror game or something like that. I think I think it would be mind-blowing. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's my number four. It's free on Steam also, so if you want to check it out, it's no no cost to entry. Nice. I, uh, I have that game, and I have not played it at all. <laughs> yeah but now i really it's, want to the the one thing that i will say about it is i mean again before the same time i said this but like the first few hours of it are intentionally kind of shitty and boring and so you really have to push through that um but it's one of those things that i've defended a lot of games for this that have bad pacing because this game does kind of have bad pacing is it's a bit of a necessary evil in what it's trying to do. Like, it sucks in the moment, but I think it makes the overall experience so much better. It's the same way I feel about Nier Automata's Route B, where you just play the game again from a different perspective, and it gets really boring at times. But mm -hmm. I also think without that, the story wouldn't work. And I, and I feel the same way here. Like, it's annoying, but it also, I think, is why it's so brilliant and why it's so effective. Nice. 
So I guess it's, and I'm right this time, right? Number three. The only one I could be right on no matter what. Number four. What? Am I, haven't I done? Oh, yeah, I haven't done number four. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. It was going to so be the close. whole time. I was just looking at the time here, and I was like, holy cow. We've been going for quite a while already. So. Oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to not say too much episode. about this one, but my number four is Inside. Ooh, that's a good I, pick. That game is creepy. It is weird. It might not be considered a horror to some people, but I oh, it, consider it's a it a horror. horror. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not saying that game's on my list, but it might be on my list. <laughs> <laughs> but that game is amazing. I, I won't say a ton about it. I haven't played it in too long, um, but I plan on playing it again soon. And mm -hmm. I just remember it really did stick with me. I, I love the way it kind of twists the way it twists near the end that ending. and just yeah. the way it ends is so interesting and fun it's a fun game puzzle game like all those things together it just it works really well i love the visual style that's all mm -hmm. i'll say about that i have a lot to say about that game but i'll wait um, but now number one right <laughs> <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> um so now number three yeah. uh so for me i've talked about this on the show before but um little nightmares mm. uh i fucking adore this game i mean all these top three are all games that i adore with all my heart um <laughs> it's i haven't played it in a while but i have been wanting to go back to it and maybe finish it before little nightmares 2 comes out um but this game just I, it's not the again not the scariest game i've played but also like it's one of the creepiest in that it's so unnerving like the way it's animated and like modeled it's just like the the way things move is so like unnatural and weird and it's yeah, it's, it's, it's weird just so looking, brilliant. Man. It is really weird looking. It it's like it's essentially like a um a Tim Burton game where yeah, it has that yeah. same feel as like Coraline or something. Coraline still scares me for the record. That's still like that movie still freaks me out. But in that it's like it's really whimsical and childlike, but it's also still really fucking scary. And and it is like an M rated game, I think so, or maybe T. Like it's it's not made for kids in the way that Coraline is, so it goes a little harder with its horror with like cannibals and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it um, but but it still ha it still feels very Tim Burton esque in how like it's less about just like jump scares and like outright horror and more just really weird unnerving shit and a lot of stuff that plays on like stuff that scared you as a kid like that sort of like monster in your closet feel of like. There's something there. I don't know what it is, but I feel like there's something there. And then the story also at the end takes some really weird turns. And it, you can tell it is, I think it was pretty inspired by like Limbo. And I, it came out around the same time as Inside, so I wouldn't really say it was inspired by that. Um, but it, it has a similar feel in that like there's no dialogue. Um, it's a very, it, like it's a totally nonverbal visual story, but it still gets its idea across really, really well. And it's like a 2D horror. So it, it's, it's pretty similar to that, but I think it's on the same level as that i like when i say it's like inside i mean that in the highest compliment like <laughs> it is very much on the same caliber as inside and while also being totally different from those games in its tone and what makes it scary so i guess you're looking forward to little nightmares too oh i'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> i'm so excited yeah i don't know what happened uh for me because i've been actually i've wanted to play that game forever and then forgot about it until you mentioned it now <laughs> like oh i guess that's out <laughs> like i totally yeah that's skipped by me somehow that's crazy i huh. yeah i'm excited to i'm totally gonna play that one 100 mm -hmm. percent. that's mm -hmm. uh it has definitely uh some kind of style and interest that pulls me right in. Mm -hmm. 
So do we want to go to the next one then? Yes. Or I guess I need to do my three, my number three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Dead Space is my number three. Dead Space Ooh. 1, specifically. Okay. And uh, for me, I have a lot of, like, this is where nostalgia definitely starts coming in. But for me, Dead Space 1 was the second, I would I would say it's the second horror game I've ever played. The number mm-hmm. one being my number one on my list, so I won't say. <laughs> and if you've watched other episodes, you will know. <laughs> uh, but this game, I remember being out of friends and just watching the trailer. And it, I think it came out in 2008. And uh, I think I was about 15 or 16 or so. And just seeing this and kind of seeing limbs being <laughs> chopped off <laughs> with different mm-hmm. lasers. And, yeah. and uh, the kind of gore and t- like scares that that game has it just messed me up. There were periods of time where I had to, I, I just couldn't play the game. I had to put it down and then I'd be thinking about it constantly in bed as a kid, you're having dreams or nightmares about it. And you're like, okay, yeah. I got to go back. I got to get through that area, but how am I going to get past this thing that doesn't die? That's terrifying. This thing's chasing me. It can't die. That's like a little kid's nightmare <laughs> or some kid's yeah, nightmare. Yeah. And I, I mean, I just remember just thinking, how am I ever going to beat this game? And then eventually did it and uh yeah it's the it's probably it's the game that scared me the most of any game i've ever played in my life um if you ever if you're somebody who's ever been interested in playing dead space just play one and if you have Mm -hmm. never had anything spoiled you will be pleasantly surprised if you like horror (laughs) (laughs) that's 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 all i'll say about that one awesome yeah no i think you were encouraging me to play it and I'd, like as time goes on same thing i feel more and more motivated it 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 does seem incredible and like the way i don't know like like you're saying that sort of like um what's the word i'm looking for the, the way you like chop off their limbs is just such an interesting way of dealing with combat and making things scary where it isn't just like that resident evil like aim for the head sort of thing mm-hmm. it's more tactical and that like cutting off their legs so they can't whatever and yeah it, it does seem like just a really really interesting take on sort of a traditional style of like survival horror yeah actually i don't know why i'm being so dismissive of like talking about it i i'm going to talk a little bit more about it this is uh okay this is a like top yeah three, no, right it, like, top this three, is a game yeah, i really enjoy and uh, i've just been holding back a bit on it but that when i think to the actual gameplay and how it has a chapter for each uh, for each area in the game there a lot of them are actually visually themed differently and it's actually kind of fun to go through this spaceship you're <clears throat> isaac you're an engineer you're there just to repair this ship because of a distress signal and your whole squad gets wiped out <laughs> and mm-hmm. you are except for a couple people and then you guys are just trying to survive and get away and that whole game mm-hmm. just focusing on that and the twists and the turns that happen i don't want to spoil anything even though it's old it's still they're important to the story so why why spoil that but yeah, yeah like you yeah. said being able to chop off limbs and decide what you want what you need to cut off in order to quickly kill this enemy is important like there's the little uh the little baby ones and i can't remember what they're called i think they're lurkers and they have three tentacles that come off of their back and they throw spikes at you and they can crawl on the walls or the ceiling and sure, you can mm-hmm. cut off their little baby arms and legs, but it doesn't do anything really. Like they'll still lay on the ground and throw these spikes at you. So if you cut off the, yeah. the spikes, then that's going to kill them faster, or that'll at least help you get closer without <laughs> getting impaled. Mm-hmm. 
or if you have the regular slasher ones that have the big blades out of their hands, you cut off that head, they're just going to come running at you swinging wildly. They don't care. They don't know where you are, but they're going to swing anyway. So just cutting mm -hmm. off their head doesn't do that or doesn't do enough. And I think that's, like you said, that's really, really cool. It's so important. And the fact that all your weapons are all different kinds of tools that they use for mining in space at, in that period yeah, of time, yeah. like having these like, you know, mineral cutters and, and energy beams and things like that. Like I, the force gun that just does this little blast of energy, like just does a little force push <laughs> into enemies is my favorite gun in the game. And even though this isn't, I'm not talking about Dead Space 2. In Dead Space 2, that thing just tears limbs and pieces apart. It's very entertaining if oh, you like wow. seeing that <laughs> yeah. happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the uh, the fact that a game gets really hard and the story is very interesting is the other part that pulled me in. Made I felt like it ends really ends good for a horror game. Like it's it's fine. It's not like groundbreaking in any way, but it's but it's good. Mm -hmm. I wanted to keep keep playing and get to the end and see what happens. Um, and there is a little Easter egg kind of thing. If you look at uh, the names of each of the chapters as you're going through. So that's, that's a mm -hmm. cool thing too. That mm -hmm. is all I'll say about the game. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's a cool game. And one thing I like too is, um, having never played it, one thing I always thought was interesting is the way that like so much of the HUD is not actually HUD, but just, like, sort of diegetic stuff in the game. Like, the way your mm -hmm. health bar is, like, on Isaac's back and stuff like that, I just think is super neat. Yeah, your ammo, your stasis, all that, yeah, mm -hmm. right on your suit. Even, actually, your, your item menu, when you pull up your items, it's just a little hologram huh. that projects from your chest, this little unit in your chest under your chin. That's cool. <laughs> and so you can still yeah. see it, like, project up in front of Isaac's face, and you, when you're looking around at items, he'll move his head around looking at them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so my number two is also not strictly a horror game, but um, it's <laughs> Half Life Alex, and ah, specifically, counts. specifically one level from Half Life Alex, and because so the Half Life series in general kind of has like all of them have sort of been a mixture of like a puzzle game and a traditional first person shooter and a horror game, and all of them have had sections of each. So like Ravenholm and Half Life, I, I was actually debating in my mind whether I want to say Half-Life 2 or Alex, just because Ravenholm in Half-Life 2, I have, like, trauma from that level, man. Like, what you're saying about having nightmares from, <laughs> like, a game, that was Ravenholm from Half-Life 2 for me. Like, it, it made me stop playing that game for years and years and years until, like, a couple of years ago, I finally went back. and was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to face my fears. I'm going to beat it. And then I did. And it felt good. Um, but uh, Half-Life Alex, if... I also debated whether or not I want to talk about this, but I think I do. I think it's been long enough that I can talk about a gameplay mechanic from a level because it is my probably my favorite level in a game is chapter twelve. I want to say, I forget, but um, I the chapter you. Jeff, uh, the chapter Jeff from Half Life Alex, where basically what it is is you are in a vodka distillery and you're trapped in there with this zombie that is like super beyond mutated and it can like just fucking rip your limbs off and like it so it Ooh. one shots you basically um but it's completely blind so it can't see you but it can hear you really really well and they and so that's it's a, it's a cool setup but the way they deal with it is so brilliant and and there's been i mean a million youtube videos and think pieces made about this level cuz it's brilliant and they can probably explain it better than i can but like 
the way it just messes with you and it's, it's almost slapstick comedy at times the way it does it like because you're in a vodka distillery right like the fucking loudest place in the planet there's glass bottles just everywhere lining the shelves which is both a blessing and a curse because if he's like coming at you you can throw a bottle across the room and now he thinks you're over there so he'll go charge over there and think that and and like the way Paul's is talking about that like there's this one room where there's this really loud crank that you have to do so obviously if you just turn the crank like he's gonna come for you and kill you so mm -hmm. you and at first you're doing that and trying to like throw bottles across the room to distract him and then do it fast and like get this door open but it doesn't work and then you realize that there's like this walk-in refrigerator and with like this big heavy door and heavy locks you're like ooh, i got an idea so you throw a bottle in there and like you lock him in and he's like fucking pounding on the door he's angry and he's trying to get you and you and like someone's trying to be like oh i got you you can't get me and then <laughs> You're doing these puzzles, you're, like, you know, following the wires and, like, the main puzzle mechanic. And then you realize, oh, shit, I have to open this door to complete this puzzle and move on. And so you're staring at them, and he's still, like, banging on the door. And you're like, <laughs> oh, no, like, I have to open this latch. And it's in VR, too, so yeah. it feels so much more personal and scary. And, like, you and you hate this guy already. He's terrifying. And you're just, like, sweating because you have to open it and let him out. And you do, and he's freaked out. And then... Just, and the way it messes with you, like, you'll be going, like, same thing with a wire puzzle, and then, like, there's this one switch where you flip it, and then it just makes this, like, fire alarm go off right above you, and so, obviously, he just fucking charges at you and then <laughs> kills you, and next thing, and it's just, like, again, slapstick comedy, you know, you open up a thing, and, like, a bottle falls, and you're like, oh, catch it at the last second, it's just heart-pounding, it's, it's so, like, genuinely fun at times, and just brilliant and terrifying, like, uh, he also, like, lets out these spores that makes your, like, it'll make Alex cough. And so you have to, like, physically put your hand over your mouth to, like, block them from, like, block yourself from breathing them in. So you'll, like, be, like, trapped in a room with him, say. Like, there's a scene where you're in an elevator and he's in there with you. And so you just are, like, stuck there with your hand over your mouth, just, like, trying to, like, <sighs> holding your breath. And he's in there. He's, like, a head crab comes in, and he just, like, fucking slams it against the wall and, like, vomits his ass and spit on it or whatever. You're, like, oh, like, just freaking out. And then, like, the lights go off, and they're, like, flickering, and you're stuck in there with him. And it's, it's terrifying, but I, I love it. It's, it's, like, definitely my favorite gameplay part of that game. It's, it's so, so brilliant. VR is just crazy when it comes to scary situations. Oh, God, it's, so it's brutal. Yeah. Um, what about you? Oh, crap. My phone went to sleep. One sec. Uh, my <laughs> number two is uh, The Last of Us Part Two. Oh, it I almost is. put that on here. I, mm -hmm. And I, I did think about whether I wanted to put not the first part or the second part on there. First part mm -hmm. is still really important to me but i didn't want to put uh more than one of each series of games yeah, so like same, dead space yeah. i wasn't going to do dead space 2 even though i really like that one as well um i just wanted to choose my favorite of that series so mm -hmm. uh yeah the last of us part 2 for me this year has been like one of my favorite games i've played this year for sure and it's definitely my number two for for horror games had moments that scared me, had moments that made me feel all kinds of emotions <laughs> or all kinds of moments yeah. that made me feel multiple different emotions. I got to play it with Taylor from beginning to end. That's something that I haven't gotten to That's do with cool. mini games at all. And she was actually, mm -hmm. she was terrified. She had nightmares multiple times. She didn't want to <laughs> play or she didn't want us to play it near the end. Like after many hours, because I think, how many hours is that game? Like, I like 40 a, i think it's long yeah it's yeah. long right so to be sitting down i think we went through it was like one i think one whole week 
and we played she works from home right so mm-hmm. she uh she's just working at the computer working you know and then <laughs> mm-hmm. she can actually watch while i get home at like two in the afternoon and so then i think we would mm-hmm. we did a full week where i was playing about five or six hours every evening straight <laughs> and we just went mm-hmm. through so that was like a huge like just a big dose of the last of us every day for a week mm-hmm. and we eventually like yeah we got through it and it was just such a cool experience to just get through the end and those I, I don't I'm not like it's too soon to spoil anything but yeah those yeah, moments yeah, near no, the I end agree. that just make you go I don't want to be doing this I don't want to be pressing these buttons yeah. necessarily or you do right but the fact mm-hmm. that you're thinking I, about I remember, it and, like and putting these that final moment I I died like three or four times in that final moment literally mm-hmm. just because I didn't want to do it like I it wasn't even that I was intentionally dying I just like didn't want to press the buttons like i was yeah. i was it just had me in such a grip i i uh, didn't physically want to move forward and i was okay with my character dying at that point so i was just felt so like disturbed by what was happening yeah so same as you i let myself die once though and then i tried for the yeah. for the rest but as things are happening and progressing and i'm doing what i'm supposed to do in this end at the end of this game taylor's on the other side she's totally opposite of me i'm going like oh i don't want to be doing this she's like no do it do it she's like she's like you know saying all these things that i won't say now but yeah she's Uh just like fully like you're doing the right thing nick good job and i'm like no i don't want to how how do you feel this way and so Mm -hmm. no i was yeah she was she it was really fun to play through with her and uh Mm -hmm. and that game has such a um not going to touch on crunch or any kind of things like that but the fact is this game looks incredible it plays incredible i think and i Mm -hmm. like i personally feel like the aiming is tough on purpose i think it is a bit it's yeah it's meant to be like yeah it's dirty it's gritty it's you know it's a down-to-earth game that you're it's not just fully focused on oh be able to twitch and shoot this guy's head you know (laughs) 360 no scope yeah exactly life jump off the edge 360 no scope do a flip and land with your (laughs) knife in the other guy's head so um yeah the the stealth moments were great the inventory management the crafting the being able to see your weapon part your your attachments that you craft being able to be attached onto your weapon and seeing ellie do that is so cool this Mm -hmm. the twist in the middle of the game is like something i didn't expect and that cliffhanger that Mm -hmm. they leave you with and then you're playing all the way to like get to the answer of that and like oh man Mm -hmm. i just i can't say enough good things about this one but i will stop there (laughs) Because I don't think yeah, I can say I, much else. I want to talk about this game too because yeah. I, I definitely thought about putting it on my list. I don't know why. For some reason, I decided it wasn't enough of a horror game. But you talking about it, it definitely is. It, sh- it oh, should have been the on hospital my list. near the end. Thinking there. about it, the hospital. Yeah, the <laughs> the boss fight in there. Yeah. Um, just talking in really vague terms that we will understand. Yeah. But if you haven't played it, it won't spoil anything. Um, but yeah, like the. Oh, it's a horror. <laughs> The, and especially the thing that really got me is similar to what you're talking about with the forest is the the way that they do stalkers in this game because they totally changed the way they work is the scenes with them where they just watch you like you look and you'll just see like their eyes glinting in the dark and you're like oh it's so interesting then they like scurry off somewhere else when like you spot them or like you'll the odd time like you turn a corner and you're like behind when you're like oh shit and like try to put an arrow in its head it's just like to deal with them but it is terrifying or yeah like the seraphites were just like oh it's it is scary and same thing like this game I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page of this game because it is definitely controversial 
to say it, the it least. Is. Yeah, yeah. But. Um, but but yeah, it's same thing. Definitely one of my favorite games this year. It is really, really, really incredible. Yeah, like just some of the sounds on. Think if I yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm just putting some sounds on here. You probably can't hear them, but <laughs> I can't no. Um. Anyways, let's yeah. continue. <laughs> oh man, that was creepy. Taylor hated it. I would I would mimic the sounds. <laughs> I would turn off all the lights <laughs> in the house. I didn't help this nightmare situation at all. I would I'd hide in the bedroom and I just you just like Nick, are you in the bedroom? Nick? Nick? And you just hear ah! like noises. <laughs> you just kinda like trying to make like sounds. <laughs> Come running out. Um oh, I'm mean. Okay. Let's go to your uh or is it my turn? I don't even know where we're at now. I think As it's usual. my turn. I haven't been keeping track. I did the last of us. That's my number one. two. So did you do your number two? Uh, yeah, Half Life Alex. Yeah. Okay, so my number one, you can probably guess because I kind of spoiled it earlier on, but um, is Inside. So you talked about this before. I kind of kept my mouth shut, so I want to talk about it now. Inside is the closest I've played to a perfect video game. I think it like I I don't think there is such thing as a perfect video game, but I think my number one it is. gets. I think <laughs> I think it gets really 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 close. Yeah. I think like like the animation is flawless. It looks so good. Like it just it's scary as fuck. Like those scenes, I think we're far enough away that we can I won't spoil the ending cuz I think that's an amazing moment, but I'm going to spoil some little bits like the the scenes with those like mermaid creatures are like the way they swim at you like oh, like mm. the dogs like the way everything is dialed in so you always just get away like at the last second you're just always like clenching your ass cheeks just like oh, <laughs> yeah. any moment in that game yeah it's it's just so tense and so just weird bizarre like i've played the game probably three or four times now i just recently finished it with my partner uh, we played it together because they, they bought it on their Switch. I'm like, oh, you you gotta wait. Like, I want to play this with you. I want to watch your reactions to it. Um, and same thing, like watching them react to that ending and just all those like really, really, really incredible moments in that game. Like, it is just an experience like no other. Um, I thought about putting Limbo on here, but I, I I thought that was maybe bending the like franchise a little bit too much because they aren't technically the same franchise, but they. They're similar enough games. I don't want to put both of them, but Limbo yeah. 2 does similar things, but I think Inside just kind of does everything Limbo did, but better. Yep. So I wanted to put it on the on the list instead. Like, it's just such a, like, stupidly polished game. Like, everything, and in the way it's, like, monochrome, but not necessarily black and white. Like, the art direction, I think, is just so, oh, so beautiful. It's, it's such an amazing game. I could gush about it forever. Like, everything is just so, like laser precisely fine-tuned and like polished i don't think i've ever run into a bug in that game like the animation is always mm -hmm. flawless the way it like blends into each other like you know when you jump off a cliff and you like kind of stumble as you land and stuff like that it's just it's it's such an experience it's and just top quality I, absolutely i 100 agree if it is I, I was, if you're at all interested in the game play it if you're not interested in the game i'd say play it <laughs> it's like three hours <laughs> yeah and it's it's a really short game, and I think that's what allows it to shine is because every minute is so perfected. Um, and, I, yeah, actually, I'm not going to talk about it anymore just because if if you haven't played it, play it. Like, hey, it's your it's, number one. If you want to talk about it more, you can. Yeah. I fully was, well, like, on this, in the same thought process as you when it came to, like, Limbo, 
and inside. Okay, I don't mm-hmm. want to do both. Which one do I do? Yes, mm-hmm. inside does it better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and Limbo has great things too. Like the mm-hmm. inside, the ending in that game is also kind of crazy of a twist. But I I think it just wasn't as like. Like the the ending of Inside is like nothing else I have played. It's such a crazy, crazy thing. Also, side note, one of my one of the weirdest collectibles in any game that I've seen, like 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 physical like figurines you can buy, came from Inside, which is Real Doll, like the maker of very high end sex dolls, made um, a very fleshy and gross looking replica of. A certain creature from that game that I won't spoil, but I'm sure that really? you can guess. Really? Yeah. It's it's disgusting, but it's so cool, and it's really <laughs> expensive, but, like... That's disgusting. I, 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 I really want it, but it's so... Yeah, because, like, the reason they made it is because doing what they do, they have very well-simulated human flesh materials, which means this thing is so fleshy and so nasty looking. But it, like, it really I is love though it. in the it game. So, so I mean, cool. that, it's probably yeah, perfect. Yeah. It probably would roll around it, just yeah. realistically. Of, <laughs> of any of any company to make it, they're really the most qualified. But <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, I saw in touch with next. I thought it was weird and funny. But um, yeah, no, definitely my number one. That that was like the only one on this list that I didn't really have trouble thinking like. I mean, separating, like, the, the top four, I feel like all kind of should have been number two, maybe. Because Inside was, for me, like, when I was thinking of this list, Inside was, boom, like, number one. That that was that was an easy one for me to think about. It just... Also, actually, I should touch on this, too. I don't know. I almost forgot to say this. Inside definitely has personal meaning to me, given that there was, I think, an entire year that I spent... Uh, solving the ARG that was in this game with like a ton of other people online. If you look like my discord name was in the credits on something that they posted of like when we finally solved it. And that was just such an amazing community experience too. Like the community for this game is so cool. Just spending so long, like looking, I remember this, this one picture of like an acorn that we decoded and just looking at that, like, what the fuck does this mean? Like the acorn with the number 41 and if you want, I'm sure that, I don't know actually if there's YouTube videos that have been made about it, but I'm, I'm sure there is. Um, but it, it was a really cool ARG. Like there was these printers that would have these codes in the game. It's like different codes in each platform. And there's all these cool like lore stuff in it that was sort of teasing like the next project and uh, Playdead was doing. And it was just such a cool, like, like one of the coolest community experiences I've had just with all these other people like, just brainstorming and coming up with ideas of like what the developers were trying to get us to do. And in the end, we actually solved it just by dumb luck. Somebody, we were stuck in this one puzzle for, I think, over a year. And by that time, I'd kind of fallen off. I wasn't paying as much attention to it because we were just stuck. And I was like, oh, I'll see it when something happens. So I checked in every so often. And then I check in someone, I guess, just like was entering codes into one of the things in it and then randomly guessed the right one. And then we ended up solving it from there. And, but yeah, it, it was super cool. I, I think it, um, that does, I think part of what cements it as such a, like, important experience to me is being part of that community and doing something like that was kind of, kind of, kind of formative for me. Right. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. My mm-hmm. number one is Bioshock. <laughs> and it always will Called be. It. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it'll ever stop being my number one. Mm-hmm. Man, that game I played through at least once every year since it came out and mm. 
when was that? 2007, I think. I want to say it was 2007. Um, man, that sounds right. I that game has so such a story in my life where I went to uh, I guess our uncle's. <laughs> I went to Jahia's place uh, with Chelsea, and and uh, I remember we were there, and and he was showing me this trailer for Bioshock One. It was a CG trailer where. You're, you just see you're watching first person and jack grabs a little sister out of the out of the little tower or the little hole in the wall mm-hmm. and uh gets drilled later <laughs> by the big daddy yeah yeah um and i just remember like that was before that the only rated m games i think i had seen or played was like halo 3 so it was quite mm-hmm. an eye-opening um being in a sheltered family not seeing much <laughs> blood or gore and just being like whoa and i wasn't traumatized by it but i was very interested in it after it was kind of yeah. like this is interesting. I want to. I want to see more. I didn't even know video games could be like this. So mm-hmm. then, going forward, a decent amount. It was. I don't know what what month of what year, but I eventually was able to get my hands on buying this game secretly without my parents knowing, and I brought it home, <laughs> and I would be playing it whenever they weren't around, and mm-hmm. uh, I just remember like just being so into the game and like the audio logs and the voice acting in Bioshock is so good that i've i've listened to audio logs ever since that game because of that but i have not heard mm-hmm. any that have given me that same feeling or that and maybe they're they are the same quality but for me i'm like nope they just don't suck me into this environment but i think it's mostly just these mm-hmm. just this environmental storytelling that this game does where you can go through rapture it's now a year after it went to hell there's you know happy new year 1959 you know signs all over the place there's masks everyone's wearing masks from the masquerade ball there's like a history to what has happened and where did the city come from you know who built it why did they build it uh you know what was the the thought process behind you know how they would live here and you know what we can have electricity or fire coming from our fingertips and there's advertisements mm-hmm. for it, like they're monetizing this stuff, and <laughs> where, how mm-hmm. did they get it? Oh, it's a sea slug on the ocean floor. Like that, they're getting some kind of genetic modifying material from this sea slug, and just learning about the world and just the setting and the kind of world they create in this game to make it just realistic enough <laughs> to make me go, oh, that mm-hmm. would be cool. And every time I'm out on the boat or I'm anywhere near the ocean, I will look at the water and I'll just think, what what's below there? You know? What if there was yeah. like a, a city down there? Like, oh, it just gives me that feeling of wonder every time I play. And uh yeah, like the amount of st- good things I can say about it will just go on forever. Um so yeah, I just I think the map is like they do a good job with maps. It's fine. It's just purely here's where you are. This room is dark, so you haven't been there before. This room's light, so you have been there before. And mm-hmm. that just helps you with being able to clear areas, upgrades for weapons, upgrades for your powers. The combat's fine. It's not <laughs> not the best thing ever anymore. But I don't think it's actually bad time, anymore. Yeah. I don't I, or not. I yeah, don't think it's bad at all. Still, um, just the ways you can handle situations and be able to kind of combine powers. Like, okay, I'm gonna take uh, this little cyclone trap and put it down here. I'm gonna shoot this guy so he comes running towards me. Now he gets launched in the air from the cyclone. Then I'll use telekinesis to pick up this bomb and throw it at him once he lands on the ground. Something like that. You know, mm-hmm. you, you could just shoot the person, <laughs> but it's not as fun. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, that's the boring way to have, do it. Have like fucking bees coming out of your wrists. <laughs> like, who, who doesn't <laughs> yeah. love having a power like that? Like, why not? Right? Like, they're okay. They're they have bees for some reason. I guess that's how they're gonna get honey down there. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I and what are you saying about the combat? I hadn't played this game until oof, probably two years ago, and then I started. I never finished it. Um, <gasps> I, I don't know oh, why. No. I should. I I think. Oh, you know what it was? I was playing on Game Pass and it got taken off, and I just—I don't think I had the money to it buy Pass. it at that point. Yeah, all—all all three were on Game Pass for a while, um, and then they got taken off. I forget why, um, but and but yeah, I mean, what you're saying—the combat totally holds up. Like the game holds up still really well. It still actually looks really good too. Like the art mm-hmm. direction, I think, is strong enough that even though like the graphics aren't technically that impressive anymore like i think it still visually holds up great i mean similar with something like mirror's edge where it um just like despite the the limitations it uses just what it has so well and still looks really nice um what i'm curious what do you think of bioshock 2 and infinite so bioshock 2 i i love rapture as a underwater city location Mm-hmm. So Bioshock 2 has that. I love that part of it. The story itself, mm-hmm. I can get behind it. It's fine. The story in mm-hmm. one, I don't know if you've had it spoiled, but it it is one of my favorite stories in a I video have, game. Yeah. And and really, if you yeah, if you've had it spoiled, I don't even know if it's worth playing through to the end. Really, like I do mm-hmm. think that's the biggest draw for finishing the game or getting to the end of the game. It's just having that experience of all these things being revealed and then the kind of the culmination of the game finishing in the next hour and a half or so <laughs> after that yeah yeah after the biggest twist in there um but yeah i'd say two is good i like two more than infinite but infinite plays better than any mm-hmm. of them in terms of just combat and being able to go between yeah. abilities and, an and, game, and yeah. shooting and stuff i think it plays better and i think the going grappling onto the different rails and zipping around in infinite is really mm-hmm. nice it actually feels good and it's kind of fun but i don't like columbia i don't like the the city in the sky i'm not a fan of it mm-hmm. uh, i thought it was really cool when it was first being shown and coming out but now that i've played through the game once i don't think i've played through it even a second time to be honest um maybe yeah. doing that would actually give me a different opinion but i've played through the others more than once um if you haven't had it spoiled i will say the like play minerva's den that's the dlc in in bioshock 2 not it is a mm-hmm. maybe it's six like it's like too, maybe right? a six hour dlc like nice mm-hmm. digestible content that has a story yeah. comparable to bioshock 1 huh so i i should check that out because it's also it's made by fulbright right like the people who made um gone home and Oh, I don't uh, remember. Tacoma. Um, I, I think it is. I might be confusing them with another studio. I think, like, they worked for um, 2K at the time, and then after that, they sort of, like, broke off, and the developers of that DLC made their own studio and started making very cool narrative games. But, yeah, it, it, cool. it I actually have an interest in that DLC, and I haven't had it spoiled for me at all. So, yeah. you saying that I actually might check that out. Yeah. It, it, I'd definitely recommend it then, because, yeah, it's, it's the quality the of the first game's story, but in a more smaller <laughs> compact package yeah yeah they even have like new powers and stuff it's totally split off from the bioshock 2 story which is nice and it's just kind of cool, cool how they do yeah. it what are you saying about columbia too because i've started um both uh 
both Bioshock 1. I started Bioshock 1, didn't finish it. And then for, I think in another context, I started Bioshock Infinite and also didn't finish it. <laughs> um, and for me, I actually like both the settings probably equally. I, I think Columbia, just in that sort of weird, like culty, like religious setting, I thought was like weird, but kind of cool the way they did it. And like mm-hmm. the way it, mm-hmm. like the sort of like very like racist undertones of it all. And yeah. like the, the way, the way they built that, I thought was cool. Like the, the horrors of what's happening with like that nice or like barbershop quartet that in the beginning that I remember <laughs> listening to for a weirdly long amount of time. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, I didn't have quite the same version of that world, but I, I agree. Bioshock one just hooks you better. I think like that <laughs> just going down and seeing like the city and having like the creatures swim past the welcome stuff, message. It's, and... <laughs> it's such a, yeah, it's such a hook. Yeah, the uh, yeah, I, Columbia is still great. It's still fine. It's like it's just not. Mm-hmm. I don't like it as much as the Underwater yeah. City. I also just for Infinite, I liked the for Bioshock One and Two. I mean, I liked the horror theme more. Like I liked that mm-hmm. it was a little creepy. It wasn't too scary mm-hmm. though, to where like there were a few jump scares and stuff, but it wasn't anything back then at least. And like even now, it's not something that makes me go oh, I don't want to do it. You know, I'm too scared. Mm-hmm. It's just enough to make me go like, oh, damn, like this is going to be freaky uh, or this is a creepy yeah, environment. Yeah. What happened? Oh, why, why does why does that corpse have scissors stabbed in their eyes? <laughs> you know, it just put, <laughs> yeah, it's enough yeah. like to put you on edge, but not like actually scare you. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, I think that's done so well. The uh, the spawning in the first game is actually really good for enemies because they'll mm-hmm. just happen to appear and be walking down a, a corridor. You, you leave a room, come back in, Maybe they're not there. Like it's actually uh, dynamic in that way. So you're not just walking through, going, "Oh, they're in this spot every single time." There are some of those, mm-hmm. but they're but it's generally like for the reappearing enemies, it's going to be dynamic and all over the place. So that gives me that kind of fear too of exploring through a city. Like, oh, I got to go back through these rooms. You can't just go running through because you've killed everybody already. You know, there's going to be more people again. Where are they going to be, <laughs> and what are they going to yeah, have for, yeah. to fight you with? So, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's my number one. Awesome. I think we're pretty way over time, but yeah, honestly, we are. at this point, it doesn't matter. Let's hit up some. Let's hit up some of these cool stories because I don't want to talk about a couple of these. Uh, well, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the Apex Legends season seven coming out soon? Because you said you saw some information. Yeah, on that. for sure. First, though, I want to talk about Cyberpunk getting delayed. Wait, what's Cyberpunk? That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little indie game. You might not have heard of it. It's called uh, Cyberpunk Twenty Seventy Seven. Um, yeah, yeah, this is so crazy. You messaged me this morning. It's like, what? Like, there, there's no way. And sure enough, um, despite all their promises that that was their final release date and it would never get delayed again. I remember there's all these screenshots going around. Like mm-hmm. one person tweeted at them a while ago was like, all right, before I take this day off work, like, can you guys absolutely yeah, promise yeah. <laughs> that it's not going to get delayed? And then it got Poor delayed. Sucker. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it it's frustrating a little bit to me because I usually when games get delayed, I have that sense of like, yeah, great. Like no pressure, take the time you need. But Mm -hmm. the issue is right after this got delayed, Jason Schreier had been talking about on Twitter about how there's people there working a hundred hour weeks and like becoming physically ill from that, like from that studio. And it's, I, I don't know. Like it's this sense of like, it's good that it got delayed because it'll come out more polished, but also like, if I was in that situation and I was just under these brutal working conditions, like like hundred hour weeks and saying, Nope, sorry, you got another month of doing this, like I I would be so broken from that. Like it's 
it's hard. It's really hard. The development of this game just seems so brutal, mm-hmm. and it's like it's. I don't want to make too much of a comment on it because I'm not in it, and no one really knows for certain what's happening. Jason Schreier is not always right. He often has really good info on what's happening inside studios, but he also has been wrong sometimes. So it's 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 hard to know for certain. But it's like it just my my heart's out to the people who are working on that. Like I wish this wasn't the situation i would honestly way rather this game come out like mid next year if not further if it meant that people could like see their families and be happy and healthy while working on this game you know um at this point i know i've kind of taught me not talked down but like been less excited i as the release gets closer i actually find i'm more and more hyped for it i actually think i'm quite excited for it at this point i think i've bounced back from the sort of (laughs) from the the state i was in before um but but yeah i like to be honest i'd I'd happily wait much longer than this one extra month if it meant people like working just regular full-time on it than than this but but yeah i mean i'm sure it's good my one concern still i have about it and this has been sort of i've heard rumors about it is that like the game apparently is not great on current gen as far as like mm-hmm. performance goes. Mm-hmm. And my guess is that that's why it was delayed is because it just wasn't running on current gen properly. And like, I remember a while ago, there's an AMA with the devs where they said something where someone asked like, Hey, like we've only really seen next gen footage so far or like really high end PC footage. Like how does this game actually run at current gen? And their response was like, Oh, it runs fine. No worries. And like it runs fine is kind of a worrying comment. You know, like it usually when games, or, like, developers, studios, or whatever, talk in, like, those terms. It usually doesn't mean it runs fine. It means it's running kind of poorly. So, we'll see. I, I honestly think this game should just release on next-gen, personally. Like, it it feels like a next-gen game when you look at it. Like Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, it, it really does feel like the first next-gen game that we're going to get. And I think if, if it is totally bogged down on current-gen, I don't even know how upset I would be because I feel like it maybe just shouldn't be on there. <laughs> in the first place, you know, I think it's, it's really built for the next gen experience, but, but yeah. And in all in all, if it comes out better, more polished, that's good for, for gamers. So. Yeah, I think they'll get there. Whenever it comes out, mm-hmm. I'll be happy to play it. I, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't have anything to say on people's work conditions. Cause yeah, I don't think that even expanding it for more months would stop them from being, <laughs> forced yeah, to work yeah. long days so i uh i think there's a different solution that needs to happen from other people smarter than me <laughs> but yeah. but the thing is like it can happen yeah like, no EA it, it can is ea is actually famous like <clears throat> regardless of how you feel about them on the consumer end of things they're a great company to work for like people who work there like there there's never any crunch it's like good hr the people who are there are usually happy and healthy with some exceptions like with the Anthem development was hell, but, like, <laughs> I think that was less from a crunch standpoint, more just, like, really incompetent leadership who didn't really that know That was too the far the was. opposite way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They needed of, a little yeah, bit more just, Nothing was getting done. <laughs> they yeah. needed more work done. <laughs> um, um, but, but, like, it can happen. Like, IO Interactive puts out a game every two years, or, like, every other year with the Hitman series, and obviously that's all running on the same engine, but like they never have any crunch. Like they've said that several times, like we never crunch our employees, the people there, like I've seen interviews with that studio, they're all happy and like great and it can happen. And it's frustrating to see studios still stuck in sort of a 
and stuck in that mindset when, I mean, I don't know the solution, but clearly it does exist because major AAA studios can do it. Um, and I, I'd love to see it happen everywhere. I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. Really, like, just unions need to form. We need to make this. Like, the film industry has been doing it. I think the game industry just needs to keep doing it because there's been, like, the beginnings of unions, but I think it just really needs to, like, keep going and keep making systems to protect developers. Because at this point, like, as someone who is actively trying to find a job in the video game industry as a developer, I see stories like this, and I just sort of, like, I don't know, I get cold feet, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm starting to wonder, like, do I really want to work in this industry? Like, is this going to be healthy for me in the long run? Or am I just going to burn out? Like, do I want to use, like, my artistic skills in a totally other medium? Like, I I know a lot of time artists will go into, like, marketing or something just because it's, like, it's a easy enough job. Like, it pays good, or has good benefits, but without, like, the pressures of something like a studio. Um, and... And I, I wish the industry wasn't that way. Like, I wish I could just jump in and have and be certain that my time would be good and, like, 100% good and happy and healthy. But it's, I don't know, it, it's, it gets scary as someone, like, in my position. But, yeah. Cool. Let's go on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I want to get your thoughts on Apex Legends Season 7. You said there was a little trailer that kind of showed a little bit of the new map and character yeah 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 we're in that sort of like mid zone right now <laughs> always like the most anticipation for me in this game where it um like we it's they had like a cinematic trailer right so you see we see like visually the new map we don't really know anything about it we saw the new vehicle that they're adding sort of a car type thing or it looks like a sparrow from destiny basically oh cool um and they they confirmed you can't damage other players with it like you can't run them over which makes me happy like that's I think the thing that maybe stresses me out the most about this new about this new season is vehicles because vehicles and battle royales I feel like can either be really fun or really really just destroy the balance of the game. So I I hope they do well. I think the things that they've been saying about it so far are the right direction. Like apparently they mostly just spawn on the outer edges of the map and it's basically just a way to encourage people to like not be afraid to jump on the outside so that like it's hard to get into the ring like with that mm. you can get in easily and it's it works out um and i think that's cool so we'll just have to wait and see but yeah like we we see um the new character horizon we see her like using her abilities in the cinematic trailer but we don't like know what they are yet what do they you seem think they sort are? of like uh, they, they seem really gravity focused so one we've already seen in game like in the map where it's sort of like a gravity lift things where she so it looks like she throws down a thing and activates it, it has like this sort of swirling like tractor beam up like in portal 2 um you know like tractor beam things um and it like lifts people up so either you or enemies or whatever um and then there's other sort of similar to like zarya from overwatch her ultimate where it like it's like grav bomber it like sucks people in it looked maybe something like that hmm. um and i'm interested to see what that is as for her passive i have no idea um and before that they released like a story trailer for her that was really good and it was also literally just uh interstellar like it was <laughs> it was the exact story of interstellar where she like goes to a black hole to save her world and like gets sucked in and like her son ages while she's gone and stuff was it like a three that hour but, but it was, was it well a three hour trailer 
it was it was so funny i was watching i was literally like this is just a really condensed interstellar but <laughs> i don't know it was good i'm i'm super super excited I, I i said last time i think last episode that i hope that there's a new map and there is so i'm happy nice one side you're happy more. <laughs> <laughs> i uh, i hope there's to play a it. new there's a new Sekiro update coming out too right you want to talk about that yeah it came out uh yesterday i believe and I, oh, nice. I, I just loaded it up today just to see what it was like, just to mm -hmm. get my hands on it and really have some info on it more than just mm -hmm. the text that people have written down. But yeah, there basically yeah, seems yeah. to be uh, a couple of costumes. One I have unlocked, but I, I'm on New Game Plus and I think it's for beating mm -hmm. the game. So okay. you basically have a costume that you get for beating the game, I'm going to say. And then there's one for doing the... Uh, I can't remember the second word, but it's like, or the first word, but it's like something gauntlet. It's basically a boss gauntlet mm -hmm. where you're going through every boss in the game and you have your one life to beat them all. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you have your items, which is nice, but, uh, and your sword, but yeah, you basically have to go through and face as many enemies. And if you do it, then you'll get another <laughs> costume. Brutal. That looks insane. And honestly, I would love to do it. I don't think I can. <laughs> I don't think any amount of practice <laughs> would help me be able to actually do this. Like I, I can kick some of those bosses' asses, but I, mm -hmm. I can't. I don't think I can beat all of them <laughs> in a row. I'm not <laughs> yeah, that good. Yeah, no, that sounds brutal. But the one nice thing uh, about it too, though, is they do let you go through uh, memories of bosses where you can refight mm. individual ones as many times as you want, so you can really get the That's hang nice. of the fight. Really like practice one specific boss if that's your if that's your weakness and then you can go through and do the gauntlet so that seems to be the major things that they add in the update uh except for actually one one other thing where you can uh they've kind of have an, an updated version of the message system in dark souls one two and three or the bloodstains and <laughs> bloodborne where before in those games you would select a, a tool for writing a message and you would leave a icon on the ground so bloodborne it's a stain of blood or Dark Souls 1, 2, or 3, it's like a glowing text on the ground. Mm -hmm. And when someone walks over to it, like another player in their world, they're not playing co-op or anything, but they're just connected online. They will see these messages on mm -hmm. the ground or these markings. They'll walk over, press A or X, and then um, they'll see the text up there. And you have to select from a from preset words. So <laughs> a lot mm -hmm. of people will use uh, look over there, look at... Uh, it'll, it'll be like something like, like look at the chest... <laughs> And there'll be like a statue uh -huh. of like a woman <laughs> right there. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that just to be funny. And they'll do that. Yeah, um, but like yeah. you'll have to use like predetermined words to like say what you're trying to say. And uh, this upgrade, in my opinion, is like a huge upgrade. I'm excited because I hope they do this in Elden Ring whenever that comes out. <laughs> uh, you basically, <laughs> you, you select the item. It'll plant a marker down and it'll start a recording. And it'll show a little bar in the top of your screen that's slowly depleting indicating how much time you have till the recording is over and you can stop it early mm -hmm. if you want but then you just play the game and it'll record what your character's doing and then when someone watches it they'll see a ghost of your character doing all the actions you did oh, so you can so show cool. someone how to get past a little or a little secret oh if you jumped around over here there's this thing and they can see it or you could show them how to clear a couple of enemies so efficiently cool. or something like that so that was really cool although the first five i selected were all from the same person it turned out and all they were doing was teabagging the ground <laughs> so <laughs> it was a, a not a great experience for what i got to view but it was cool that it's a thing and i really like cool it concept though yeah not huh. intrusive uh, yeah the, the sort of text things i think are so cool like that 
for all the weird shit in Death Stranding, that was, like, my favorite part about it, is just, like, going into an area and seeing, like, the BT markers that are like, oh, you know, don't go this way. And the way that you got, like, rewarded for helping people, like, with likes that you can use to upgrade stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the way where if you put down, like, cool things to help people or cool signs and stuff like that, like, you, you actually actively got rewarded, so it incentivizes players to, like, do, do more than just teabag the ground, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I hope more games start doing that stuff personally. Like, I think it's a really, really cool system of, like, those sort of, like, when you're not, not co-op, but, like, online player interaction just through the game, mm-hmm. I think it's super, super neat, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's such a non-intrusive way of being like, no, like, look, you're still connected to people online. You're still playing a social game, yeah. but you don't have to actually interact with them. You can just yeah, you yeah. can be an observer. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's, yeah, it's really nice. Uh, I think that's it for today. That's It's been a long, long episode this time. It's been a long episode. <laughs> My mouth's dry. No I'm ready to have some water. <laughs> oh, no, me too. Uh, I usually have a water bottle with me when I record, but I left it like across the room this time. So if my voice sounds a little hoarse, <laughs> that's why. All right. Well, this has been Ziggy. Uh, Ziggy Hickson. You can find him pretty much anywhere at Ziggy Hickson. I'm Nick. You can find me at Nickelob just about anywhere. You can find this podcast on iTunes or on Spotify or on my Nickelodeon YouTube channel. Thanks for Actually, watching, guys. One, oh. one thing, one thing yeah, to yeah. plug real quick. Yeah, I, do it. I just set up um, for on YouTube like a stream archive channel. Uh, just just Ziggy Hicks and stream archive. So because like Twitch deletes your vods like after. I think, I think you can only store like a certain amount of hours of footage on Twitch. Mm-hmm. I just made a YouTube channel where you can find all my old streams on there. So if you're wanting, I think starting, I forget where it starts, but like I, I, I didn't have them all recorded. So it only starts from a certain spot. It doesn't have all my old streams, but um, they're all going to be placed over there from now on. So if you want to watch some of my old stuff, that's where you can find it. I have three of four parts of my Resident Evil stream uh, done. I thought I would finish it last time, but I didn't. So hopefully I'll do that soon. Um, also, if you are listening to this on Saturday, like right when it releases, um, later that day, I am going to be doing a Halloween stream that I'm actually really excited for. I'm going to be going on itch.io and just playing like a bunch of, I've already downloaded like 10 plus weird ass indie games, (laughs) indie horror games from there that all look like ranging from just hilariously awful to like really, really actually interesting and intriguing looking. Um, I'm excited about that stream a lot. I wanted to kind of promote it. So uh, tune into that or watch the VOD later if you want. I think it's going to be a good time. I'll definitely be watching the VOD later since I'll be working. But that's yeah, super yeah. cool. That's exciting. And that's actually a good point because, uh, yeah, I, I do the same thing where I put the the, um, the archives of when I have streamed back in March <laughs> all onto, mm-hmm. onto my channel. So people can find that as well there. Um, I'm hoping to start streaming again soon. And uh, when I do, awesome. uh, actually very soon, I'll be replaying through Dark Souls 3. I'm uh, going to be playing it with randomizer mod. So all the items are randomized <laughs> from like a 1600 item pool. And I'm going to be, it'll auto-equip. So from armor to rings to weapons, auto-equips those things. Maybe I'm not even able to use it. It's going to suck. It's going to be difficult, but it's going to be a <laughs> like great chaos. time at the same time. And yeah. uh, I'm also going to have uh, use what I see. So if I see an item on the ground, I need to go pick it up. Even if I feel like I have a great build going at the time, I'm going to have to pick mm-hmm. it up. And if it swaps out my weapon, bad. I got to just play with it. So <laughs> I think that'll be a good time. But yeah, so with all that being said, thanks for watching or listening, everyone. Have a great day. See you later. See you next time.